Yo, I don't think we should talk about oh, this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? Oh, but that's a part of life. Welcome to the 47th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. Ugh, I'm already regretting this episode. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk vegan podcast. Hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah. And her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. What is up, podcast listeners, and welcome to our super sexy special Valentine's Day slash week episode. I, of course, am your little sex kitten host, Sam Shorky. And I am Sarah, her older married sister and co-host, whose husband is going to hate us for this one. (laughs) And that is because we are talking all about sex, baby, and more specifically... How nice. we can right? <laughs> How we can all boost our sex lives in the most natural, holistic way possible, of course. And how can we all eat for better orgasms? Mm, exciting. And is it not kind of weird now that I think about it that we are family, we're sisters, and we're going to talk about orgasms with each other? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Although I feel like we overstepped that boundary when we shared an apartment together when you were like 19 Mm. and I was 25. Yes. Let us not bring back those traumatizing memories for some of us, (laughs) please and thank you. But anyway, I'm actually really excited for this episode. It's been a while since we've done a really fun, inappropriate, random episode. I can barely contain my excitement. We also have big news on the administrative JOTB home front. So get this, guys, listening. From now on, with every new Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast episode, we are going to try to do a big, fun, vegan goodie giveaway. So for at least one lucky podcast listener each and every week, we are going to send you all kinds of cool shit always vegan, always awesome, just for listening. Free shit! 
free, yes, minus one tiny little catch, I should mention. There's always a catch. Of course. So we're really trying to amp up our Patreon page, guys, and so we're now asking for you to lovingly donate just a tiny bit of your pocket change, literally a mere $1 a month. That's $12 a year. Even I can afford that on the shitty salary Sam pays me. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, for just $1 a month, your name will get entered into the every episode big prize giveaway that we will do for all kinds of vegan goodies. And you will also get a shout out on the next podcast episode and a forever discount on all of my coaching packages and anything else you want to buy from my website, such as my protein powder or my savory vegetable granola or my clothes, of course, my JOTB gym gear. And remember, we currently have zero $1 Patreon pledges. So if you get in early, aka right this second your chances of winning this week's sexy valentine's week prize pack are pretty damn good what a steal by golly right so for this episode if you go and pledge that measly one dollar donation your name will automatically get entered into a draw to win a vegan sex pack from the good people at glide america Yes, the good people at Glide have so generously donated a whole bunch of vegan condoms, several tubes of vegan lube for you to try. I love this part. A vegan leather condom case to store all those condoms and a tube of blow paste so you can give or receive, I guess, the tastiest, tingliest, cruelty-free blowjob of your life. Well, I guess that depends how much teeth is involved. (laughs) Anyway, guys... This week's Glide giveaway is all yours once again for just a buck, and that's only for this episode. Plenty more prize packs where all this is coming from, so just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash jacked on the beanstalk to enter. There's also a direct link to our Patreon page via my website at jackedonthebeanstalk.com, and I will, of course, include a link for all this goodness on the show notes for the episode as well. What a score. Yeah, man. Vegan sex pack score. I guess we could say you'll be scoring in more ways than one. (laughs) 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 All right, enough Patreon promo, but I will also mention that if you are not the lucky Patreon pledger winner this week, for anybody listening in need of all-natural, all-vegan lube and condoms, you should definitely get them from Glass. They're all about the fair trade and they don't use any harmful additives in their products and they're even offering 10% off your first order if you use the code NATURAL10, number 10, NATURAL10. So visit GlideAmerica.com to take advantage of this offer and order your own blow paste. I like saying blow paste. I noticed, yeah. All right, let's get on to this episode already. And we shall commence with our little Sarah giving us a Valentine's Day history lesson. Take it away, Sarah. Random shit. Basically, everything I found has to do with the Catholic Church and Christians and Romans. And the story I like the best revolves around a priest named Valentine who served during the third century in Rome. 
Apparently, Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. Hmm. So he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages in secret. When Claudius discovered his actions, he was put to death. Then there's another legend where an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine greeting after he fell in love with a young girl who visited him during his confinement. And before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter and signed from your Valentine. Interesting. So some believe St. Valentine's is celebrated in the middle of February because that's when Valentine was killed and or buried. Then others claim that the Christian church decided to place St. Valentine's Day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize a pagan fertility festival. Ooh, that sounds sexy. No, no, it isn't. I won't go into the horrific details of this festival since no vegan wants to hear about them. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Then if we fast forward to the 18th century, where friends and lovers started to exchange small tokens of affection or handwritten notes. And then, of course, that was replaced by printed cards in the 1900s. And fun fact, Valentine's Day is only celebrated in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, the U.K., France, and Australia, I believe. Mexico, eh? Yes. And according to the Greeting Card Association, today, an estimated 1 billion Valentine's Day cards are sent each year, putting it in second place behind Christmas with 2.6 billion cards. Damn. So what's the big card company... Hallmark, Hallmark. they're making a killing on V-Day. And I'm sure this will come as a big shock to everyone. Women purchase approximately 85% of all Valentines. And if you are a shorty, you're still receiving a Valentine card and gift from your mother, even (laughs) well into your 30s and 40s. Well, at least someone's getting us a Valentine. True. I I still enjoy it, even though our brothers, not so much. (laughs) All right, moving on. So let's get into the juicy stuff of this episode. No pun intended. Juicy orgasms. Get it? Eh? Eh? Gross. So, guys, it's obviously no surprise that everyday stresses and strains can obviously take their toll on us in the bedroom. Right, Sarah? Based on my research, especially when it comes to female orgasms and erectile dysfunction and or premature ejaculation, yes, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, by the way, I noticed that I was assigned all the so-called fun stuff, Mm -hmm. and I had to look it up in private, feeling like some weird pervert while my kids were in school. (laughs) That's why I pay you the big bucks, though, Sarah. God, I hate you sometimes. Yes, uh, we were both assigned to do some research for this episode. But anyway, the good news is that there are many strategies for keeping your sex life active and healthy without, of course, resorting to Viagra. And for the record, as long as you're in good general health, there's really no reason why you shouldn't be getting randy left, right, and center well into your old age. But for those of us who suffer from crotch ailments, if you want to get technical, (laughs) Technical. uh, mentioned earlier, such as the erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. Why don't you share some of your research findings with us on these topics, Sarah? Where would you like to start? Well, I'd personally like to know how rare or common it is for us ladies to get off. Well, that depends on how many types of stimulation you'd like to factor in. 
most of my research suggests that anywhere from 50 to 75% of women will never experience an orgasm from intercourse alone. Hmm. That is without the extra help of sex toys, hands, or tongues. And 10 to 15% never climax under any circumstances. Huh. Well, I can definitely believe those stats as I am unfortunately one of those ladies who does require the extra help. Well, then you might find this little nugget interesting. Does that nugget vibrate? <laughs> Apparently, there is some speculation that the distance between your clitoris and vagina may play a role in your ability to climax from intercourse alone. You say clitoris, I say clitoris. Fascinating. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> the distance between your clitoris and vagina, interesting. Yeah, see, now I feel the need to look it up. Anyway, <laughs> this idea actually originated back in 1927 when, of all people, Napoleon's great-grandniece went to rather unfortunate lengths to repair this problem physically. What? Well, she believed that the ideal distance from clit to vajayjay is about an inch. So she underwent two experimental surgeries attempting to bring her clitoris... Clitoris. Cloter... Clo... <laughs> <laughs> closer to her vagina, but she ended up scarred and gave up on finding a physical cure for non-climactic women. Wow, back in 1927, they were performing clit surgeries. God. Yeah. So they say the shorter the distance between clit and vag, the easier it is to have a vaginal orgasm, is what you're saying. Yes, ideally it would be shorter. I guess if the clit is closer to the pink taco, then it is easier to experience a vaginal orgasm. (laughs) Interesting. Well, that definitely makes sense in my case anyway. I've always said that my little man in the boat, if you will, sits quite high. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) I'm now wondering how many people are dropping pants and getting out our rulers though. (laughs) Well, and you are my sister, so I have to believe your privates look similar to mine. No? I don't know that it works that way, but... Well, when your four-year-old daughter was peeing the other day, I noticed that hers looks exactly like mine. Seeing as you're all about the bald beaver, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Dr. Wallen, who was involved with the study, said that understanding more about a woman's anatomy might actually enhance her sex life. Makes sense. And he actually compared this idea to, just as there are physical attributes that would prevent some people from ever becoming a concert violinist or run the 100 meters in 10 seconds, there are attributes that make it unlikely that some women will ever experience orgasm from intercourse alone. Amen. He then went on to say that if this theory is true, it should provide many women with a little bit of comfort knowing that it's merely a physical distinction, just like I will never be playing in the NBA because of my short stumpy legs. True. Another theory that has been thrown around is there may be an evolutionary reason for the female orgasm, i.e. the female orgasm merely a byproduct of the male orgasm. What does that mean? I don't like this one. It kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) No pun intended. Anywho, what they mean by this is that there were lots of women in evolutionary time who had no orgasms, but it had no impact on their fertility. Whereas if a male does not have an orgasm, there will obviously be no offspring. Ah, yes, good point. Yes, and the flip side is nipples. Women have a strong evolutionary selection for nipples. Without them, their babies would die. 
However, nipples serve no biological purpose in men. And if most of you are thinking this all sounds like a pile of horseshit, you could be right too. It could also just come down to communication. Some chicks are too scared to say what they like, and let's face it, some guys don't know what the hell they're doing. True that. Good point, Sarah, and very good research. I'm learning all kinds of shit. I like it. Okay, so let's change gears and talk about the men for a second here. I'm sure there is a huge psychological and physical factor involved in both premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. So let us dive right in, shall we? Okay, what would you like to tackle first, limp dick? (laughs) Yeah, sure, let's do it. There's plenty of physical conditions, anything from heart disease, clogged blood vessels, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity. Mm. Now hold up a second. So it's interesting that you've mentioned all of these disorders regarding the functioning of a man's penis because there is something else that all of these conditions have in common, and that, of course, is our hearts. So yes, your heart has a lot to do with your love life, more so than in the metaphorical will-you-be-my-valentine kind of way. (laughs) Nice. What I'm trying to say, though, is that the more blood we can get into our crotches, obviously the more fun we're going to have in the sack. So let's put this into an exercise perspective, because obviously that's what I know. That's my thing. So healthy arteries can basically carry three to five times as much blood when we're killing an intense workout than when we're at rest. But only if your cell lining, which we can kind of think of this as the wallpaper of our arteries, only if that wallpaper is producing a good amount of nitric oxide. And what does nitric oxide do? That's what causes your blood vessels to relax and dilate and swell up your muscles or your private parts. So the better your cell lining, this wallpaper of your arteries can produce nitric oxide, the better your blood is going to flow everywhere. And fun fact, the science behind nitric oxide production is actually what promoted the creation of Viagra in the first place, aka the famous boner pill. So yes, taking a pill like Viagra will definitely increase your nitric oxide production, and in the same breath, or boner I should say, (laughs) there are certain things that will decrease your nitric oxide production as well. So things like smoking cigarettes or eating a shit ton of saturated fats. These things, of course, would result in the health problems that Sarah was listing earlier. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how long the list of physical issues was for things that cause limp dick. (laughs) Then they all literally have to do with blood flow, Mm -hmm. whether it's drinking, smoking, uh, even taking certain medications. Yeah, totally. And the good news is that there are also a lot of foods that we can eat that are known to increase nitric oxide. So things that are especially high in the amino acid L-arginine or L-arginine if you go that route. But what you could do before your next booty call, guys, is try snacking on some pine nuts, peanuts, walnuts, almonds, pistachios, Brazil nuts, all kinds of nuts will help your own nuts. (laughs) Also beets and whole grains like oats. These are all things that are very high in L-arginine. What about mango? 
Oh, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Was that one in your research you came across? No, I got it off Seinfeld. (laughs) George was having issues in that department and Kramer forced him to eat some delicious mango and all of a sudden he yelled, I'm back, baby! And ran out <laughs> okay, of the apartment. Yes, yeah. yes I, uh, I I do remember seeing that episode. I bet it's because mango actually is high in L-citrulline, which is also known for increasing nitric oxide production. It's also actually one of my favorite supplements that I often recommend and drink personally during my weight training sessions because it really does help to increase your pump, bro. And what L-citrulline actually does is it cycles back and makes more L-arginine. And I know there's a lot of it in watermelon, which is often an ingredient in pre-workout or people will drink that before they go on like a long run. Or also a lot of it in onions and garlic. But I guess seeing as this podcast episode is to help us all get laid, maybe rely more on the watermelon and mango pre-getting it on rather than the garlic and the onions. Yeah, that's not going to help you at all. And here is something cool that shows we vegans are clearly having better sex and make the best lovers of all, of course. So it was recently discovered that foods high in dietary nitrates can also boost nitric oxide levels. And of course, they're all plant-based, obviously. So things like spinach, arugula, rhubarb, kale, Swiss chard, bok choy, and beet. Also, before I forget, I can't not mention that one of my favorite sex and energy boosting faves, which I have to believe would also be great for limp dick, as Sarah likes to say, and that is maca root. So I'm sure we've all heard maca. It's this turnip-like root vegetable that comes from Peru. You can always find it in powder form at any local health food store. And it's also a great thing to add to smoothies because it kind of has like a butterscotchy kind of taste to it. And there are actually 13 strains of maca some which are said to boost testosterone. The Incan warriors, in fact, actually used to consume it before they went into battle. So imagine if they were single and consuming maca. Yeah. They would have been the ultimate warriors. Actually, isn't it hard to run with hard-ons? <laughs> I wouldn't know. But let us know, listeners. Is it hard to run with a boner? And anyway... There are other strains of maca, which I often recommend for my female clients to help balance their hormones. And there's even scientific data that suggests maca root improves semen quality, sexual performance, and fertility. And oddly enough, they look like shriveled up testicles. The (laughs) maca root (laughs) in its whole form? (laughs) You're Googling this right now? (laughs) Sexy. Okay, so here's a more commonly found sex booster that we both love oh so much, and I'm sure everyone will be happy to hear this, but apparently coffee also increases your levels of dopamine, and we know dopamine to be that feel-good chemical or neurotransmitter if you want to get technical, and that is associated with the pleasure systems of our brain. And it can increase sexual pleasure by, again, increasing blood flow, which of course, as we've discussed already, essential for achieving the big O or popping a big B, if you will. (laughs) Now, regarding premature ejaculation, 
In my research, I learned that apparently 30% of dudes suffer from this at some point in their lives. So I'm just hoping that's more so when they were like 18 rather than in their 30s or 40s. Are you familiar with the the Minutemen, Sarah? Not so much. Micro dick, though. Um, <laughs> yes, I've, I've been there too. Uh, either way, I did read that the average length for a man to last is five minutes. Yeah. Which, yeah, I didn't read. I, I would say that's true. I suppose that's reassuring for men. Yeah, yeah, there you go, guys listening. If you're you last longer than five minutes, good job. Although I feel like it's not so great for women. Although that well. could go either way because sometimes five minutes can feel like an eternity with some men. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently... What I learned is that premature ejaculation time counts as anywhere from 30 seconds to four minutes, with most of them being around the two minute mark. And apparently the more pressure men are feeling during sex, the more likely they are to suffer from premature ejaculation. Yes, that's also what my research told me. Same thing goes for erectile dysfunction. There's very much a psychological component involved. And I also wanted to Mm -hmm. mention that both premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction does happen to everyone at some point at some point yes well in my experience with this and i have come across both from time to time but i've noticed that men will often use the start and stop method to help them with the premature ejaculate is that any better well it usually entails more foreplay i guess so Yeah, Uh, I'd say so. Okay, so there's an activity in between the starting and the stopping. Yes, but as mentioned above, sometimes it feels like a weird, awkward eternity, and you just kind of wish they'd get it over with kind of reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where Elaine's like, it feels like aliens probing my body. Definitely been there. Mm -hmm. As have I. So perhaps a better solution would be to use thicker condoms, which would help to reduce sensitivity. Again, Glide America vegan condoms, they got you. Oh, and while we're on this topic, actually, in case anyone is, is surprised to know that there are vegan condoms, did you know that most condoms condoms aren't actually vegan and that is because they're made of latex and what makes latex smooth is actually casein which most of us vegans know is a milk derivative so yet another reason why you should be jumping on that one dollar patreon donation guys you can win a giant prize pack of blide vegan condoms plus a vegan leather condom case hello let's not forget that blow paste (laughs) oh and before i forget if you are in a committed faithful relationship and not using condoms, I personally like coconut oil as a lubricant because it's, of course, all natural. However, if you are using condoms, do not use an oil-based lubricant as it will dissolve the latex. Instead, you want to stick to a water or silicone-based lubricant such as Glide's Good Clean Love Lube, and it is a premium water-based lube infused with a touch of lemon and vanilla. Hmm. Right? And once again, part of our big Patreon prize back, go to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk and it's all yours, folks. Now, what about saran wrap and an elastic? (laughs) 
Uh, we can save the elastic bands for the male strippers. Ew. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Apparently, male strippers wrap elastics around their junk to help maintain hardness. I am proud to say I never knew that. Fun fact. Okay, so this episode <laughs> is getting pretty damn long. No pun intended. Uh, uh. <laughs> and apparently we have a lot to talk about regarding sex. So let's end this episode with a few random tips <laughs> on how to boost your sex life and have better orgasms. So this was part of my fun research. And some of these tips are quite random, but worth mentioning. So here goes. Tip number one. Fix your finances. So apparently money worries come pretty high on the list of stresses that can damage your sex life. There was even a British study done in 2011 that found anxiety over finance added to increased working hours and the stress of juggling jobs and kids were all cited as reasons for having less sex. And money worries were particularly significant in the reduction of men's libido. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not the expert to give advice on this one, as I really suck with money. But if you can figure out how to balance the books and your priorities in life, you will no doubt boost your sex life too. Tip number two. Of course, this is one near and dear to my heart. Get sweaty four times per week. Okay, so I might be biased seeing as I make my living as a personal trainer, but exercise can majorly improve your sex life. In fact, there was a study done on people who exercised four or five times per week, and of those participants, 88% of the women and 69% of the men reported their sexual performance as being either above or much above average. They also reported having more sex, and it's also a fact that regular exercise increases blood flow to a man's meat wand, as we already discussed, which will, of course, prevent that limp dick. So tip number three, also worth mentioning that a regular yoga practice has been shown to improve sex life, especially for women over 45. Tip number four, slap on some makeup, ladies. So I thought this one was interesting because you know that subtle look that we're all trying to achieve when we put on our basic daily makeup? It's actually similar to the changes that happen to us when we're ovulating. And what I mean by this is that when we're most fertile or what I like to call my hot week, our lips actually become a little bit bigger and fuller and our lips also become more red as we near orgasm and our cheeks become more flushed. So if you want to feel sexy and boost your sex life, I challenge every lady listening to slap on some red lipstick and a little pink blush before you hit up the grocery store next time and just see if you turn more heads. Hmm. Do you drawn on eyebrows fit into that too? Or <laughs> are you aiming that at me, Sarah? Or no. No. Okay, well, one more tip that I don't want to forget to help create a better sex life for all of our listeners is tip number five, tone your pelvic floor. I'm sure we all know what Kegel exercises are at this point. Do I need to explain them? My four-year-old daughter refers to them as your vagina taking a deep breath. I like that. Good But call. I will spare everybody the story. <laughs> well, ironically enough, men who are trying to avoid premature ejaculation are also supposed to take a deep breath to help with their situation. 
Or if you find yourself on the other end of that awful ride, try doing some Kegels while he's inside you to help brush things along. Mm, Good advice. Yeah, if anyone is still unsure what we're referring to, your pelvic floor is the muscles that you squeeze to prevent you from pissing yourself. And having strong pelvic floor muscles can also help women to reach an orgasm that much faster. So how do you Kegel? You basically just pretend that you're holding your pee in and you want to squeeze for a solid five seconds or so and then repeat. So I'll often practice Kegels when I'm standing in the shower in the morning or when I'm stuck in traffic. And of course, just keeping your core tight when you're weight training is also really good for strengthening your pelvic floor. Ideally, you wanna try to squeeze in some Kegels at least a few times every day. Do you do these, Sarah? I used to do them every time I was at a red light. Hmm. Although I don't know why I put those two things together. No, that's good advice. Either way, I had two kids and I never pissed myself. Okay, actually, that's not true. I pissed myself like six months ago. (laughs) Really? And you pissed yourself after your bachelorette party? Well, I feel like that was for completely different reasons. Right. Anyway, if anyone is bored and wants to be both shocked and amazed, go on YouTube and search vagina weightlifting. Maybe I'll include a video in the show notes for this episode. No, nobody do that. No, it's quite fascinating. Anyways, let's wrap this episode up like a Glide Ultra condom wraps over a one-eyed yogurt slinger. I can honestly say I have never referred to it as that. Anyways, I did want to finish by telling all of our male listeners that you really shouldn't need Viagra, especially if you're vegan, if you guys want to improve blood circulation via pill popping, if you're wanting to help pop a pocket rocker. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, say that five times fast. Help pop a pocket rocket. Help pop a pocket rocket. Try ginkgo biloba. Help pop a pocket rocket with ginkgo biloba. Yeah, there we go. All right. We should make a a track of me saying that with some music in the background. Anyways, I, in my research, learned this, and I always heard it was good for brain function, and I've always recommended it to people who are prepping for an exam or for elderly people wanting to improve their memory or cognitive function. But hey, bonus points if it helps your sausage do a full salute too yeah nothing like having a heart on while you're trying to write an exam <laughs> yeah which is worse R- running with a heart on or <laughs> writing an go exam with running like <laughs> i've I, never had a heart on but i feel like that would cause problems yeah i, mean, I don't know all right throw off your balance or something all right so here is one last all-natural suggestion for boosting boners although it's not a cheap one apparently the extremely expensive spice saffron is set to help erectile dysfunction and may boost estrogen levels in women too. It's literally the most expensive spice in the world, so truthfully, Viagra might be cheaper. All right, that is it for this week, guys. In the spirit of love. Although we didn't touch on love at all. (laughs) Just sex. (laughs) True. Nevertheless, for this Valentine's Day episode, we thought it only appropriate to read our latest, least loving Apple podcast review we've ever received, and it was just two stars. We found it only right to showcase the areas where we are inadequate. Ironically enough, this review comes from someone named Gels Jam. How appropriate. Listener feedback. Gels Jam's review is titled, Love the Topics, Hate the Audio. 
Thank you, Gels Jams. Take it away, sir, and please read it in a voice reminiscent of a man who is trying to avoid premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> the topics are real life, which I love. And with the opening being so good, the audio is terrible. Could you, <laughs> could you please fix it? Can't wait to listen again. <laughs> Well, in our defense, I am far from an audio specialist, but I do think I've finally mastered it or at least made some improvements on the audio. But let us know. What do you guys think? Is our audio horrible? It does sound like Jell's Jam at least enjoys us. Mm. She just hates our technical abilities. (laughs) Which is okay. Yeah, totally. We're not proud of it either. Yeah. But much like the Olympics of the world, practice makes perfect. Amen, sister. And you know what? I like that she's being honest. And hey, she at least left us a review as per our request every episode for more reviews. So you know what? Thank you, Gels Jams. And everybody else, please keep those reviews coming, preferably five star. And remember, if you want your own vegan sex pack, head on over to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk and get in on all these big giveaways we're now doing each and every episode. All right, Sarah, what song are we singing to conclude the Love and Sex Valentine's Day special? We're singing The Power of Love. Most people know it by Celine Dion. And we knew we would really butcher this one really well. You guys are in for a real treat. The whispers in the morning of lovers sleeping tight are rolling by like thunder now as I look in your eyes I hold on to your body and feel each move you make your voice is warm and tender a love that i could not forsake cause i'm your lady and Beautiful. Oh, tears. 
Tears. Oh, man, happy Valentine's Day, guys. I'm gonna go eat the chocolate from my mom now and cry into my pillow, probably while I listen to the real Celine Dion <laughs> version of this song. What a great way to celebrate. Yeah, and I'm gonna really savor my Valentine chocolate this year because after my husband hears this episode, there's a good chance I'll be alone next year. <laughs> Hope you all have an amazing Valentine's week. Have a good one. We love you listeners today and every day. Now go to Patreon and give us a dollar. Shorky Sisters, out. I love myself today.